Hello and welcome to the No Name MMA Show. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. This is your co-host Juan El Chapo Chavez, joined with the one and only uh, Nina, the assassin Hager. And last, definitely not least. It's supposed to be definitely Yeah, least. it is. It's all good though. Andy of Papi Romero. Thank you for joining us <laughs> and coming back during our small hi- hiatus. Hiatus. Yep. So let's get right into it with the review of UFC on ESPN 11 and a bit of a breakdown of the upcoming hooker and uh, four-year fight. Take it away, Nina. (laughs) Okay, so to kick things off with some of the performances from last week, we had Josh Emmett win a war against Shane Burgos, who apparently has a chin made of marble. Who do you think Josh Emmett goes against next? All right, so that fight was extremely incredible. Anyone who missed it is definitely fire of the year contender, but I still don't think it beats. It doesn't beat John Lee. No, I'm, I'm sorry, like nothing's gonna beat insane. that. Yeah. Uh, one more time. What's the what's his weight class? It's 145. I think yeah, 145. Oh, it's um, so yeah, 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 yeah. He's got Volkanovski. Uh. Korean Zombie, Brian Ortega. Uh, well, Zabit needs to fight. Zabit's fighting Yair. Yair. Zombie's booked with Ortega. Max Holloway's with Volkanovski. Uh, has he fought Frankie Edgar? Frankie Edgar's going down in 135. So, I mean, that would be good, but Frankie's I guess already at, at 135. I guess at go? this point, Justin Emmett waits uh, for, I would say... The winner of Sabib and Yair. Yair. I think um, he would get the. Well, yeah. I don't think he's at the title shot yet. That makes think. sense. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, that makes sense because if he goes there, then that means the winner of Korean Zombie versus Brian Ortega gets first dibs at the champion, which is Volkanovski. Yeah, that well, works. Does Brian Ortega get uh, Friday at the title shot? He um, lost against uh, what's his face. Yeah, but Korean Zombie, if he wins, he's going to get the title shot. Why not? So they uh, would, you, so Do you know way, Dana White's done <clears> that plenty of times where he's offered one person a title shot, and it's just based off your recent performance? He's coming but, off one win, but or what? Brian Ortega, whenever he fought against Frankie Edgar, was short notice. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's why he got the title shot right after. Okay. So I, maybe if Brian Ortega wins. Maybe he doesn't get a title shot, but Korean Zombie definitely gets a title shot if he wins. Yeah, so I think Josh Emmett definitely mm-hmm. needs to go for the winner of that. I don't see him wanting to fight Brian Ortega. I don't, I don't see that doing anything for him. I think um, him and Yair. Um, yeah. If it did it, if it did I think it, Josh Emmett is, should definitely not be number eight. He's no. number eight. Yeah, you know, he should be... Yeah, he's not right. He should definitely be top five. Yeah. But that's just whatever. There is It's a stacked division. And then also, he's going to have to wait forever because his knee is all messed up. Had oh, like an ACL yeah. complete tear. Mm-hmm. So like at the beginning of that fight, if anyone missed it, um, he just went ahead and blew out his knee in the first round. And I think it was like within the first few seconds of the fight, if I recall correctly. Yeah, but he stood up the whole fight and was throwing kicks with it at some points. Yeah. So it was just insane. like insane. But uh, I don't know. But I mean, if it was, if it didn't cost Korean Zombie his title shot, 
that would be amazing. Korean Zombie against Josh Shemmett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it'd be just a slugfest. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that to happen just because Korean Zombie. I, I think deserves. Josh Shemmett beats Korean Zombie. I don't think so. I think he does. I think. I think he does. Shane, Shane Burgos. If it was Zombie versus Emmett. Or who do you who do you want to <clears> see <throat> Emmett fight? The winner of Yeah Year versus the Beat, mm-hmm. and I think. Zabit's wrestling is going to be a little bit better than Yair's, which is not saying much, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think Josh Emmett wins whoever wins out of that. I think I, I just don't know who wins first. I think Emmett beats uh, Zabib and Yair. And and um, Korean Zombie. I think, <laughs> I think Emmett beats all three of them. Crazy. You can't see. You zombie. Tell. Yeah. Really? Zombie. I think I think Emmett hits harder than uh, Zombie, and I think Emmett, with all the pain that he endured, I think he can take Zombie's punches. So I just think it's going to end up coming. But to, Zombie's not going to go away. He's not going to get knocked out. Yeah. I guess He's he is get knocked out. I guess. He and is also, zombie. that was a three-round fight. Korean Zombie goes five rounds. So. I just, it's I, a very steep, steep incline. Plus, I love Korean zombies, so he could do no wrong by really, me. I'm okay can. with him. But I'm okay uh, with him. Let's go. All right. So another big fight that we saw was Curtis Blades got the unanimous decision win over Alex Volkov and gave a shout out to all of the haters by taking some flack for saying that the fight was going to end quickly and that he is now going to embrace the heel aspect. What do you see next for Blades? I have no idea. <laughs> he beat Alistair Overeem, which should be the next fight. But he can't face Francis. And Francis is next for the title shot, which doesn't occur in August. And Francis has already knocked him out twice. They're out of stalemate. Kinda. So it's just like... First about the flag. So he's he went in there. He's like, if you think this is going to be a 25-minute slugfest, I'm telling you, you can go to sleep early. Mm-hmm. I did not get to go to sleep early, homie. <laughs> I stayed up until 11. It was the one time I could have gone to sleep at like 10.30. Thank you for that. But Dana was just like, man, he looked stupid because he was saying that he was going to knock him out. And then now he's just like, okay, I'm just going to be, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be the heel. I won. It was uh, slaughter and just like... But I think he's understanding the heel aspect wrong. I don't think anyone's looking at him as if like he's a Kobe Covington. I don't think they're looking at him like that. Yeah. I think the way that they're looking at him is like, yeah, you won. But like your best round was your first round. And um, Volkov just didn't know what to do. Like yeah. at that, like if it would have been anyone else who really knows what to do on the ground and is able to escape, they would have gotten up because he got gassed. By the third round. Mm-hmm. So true. I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from him. All I'm saying is that I think he's misunderstanding the heel aspect of it. I don't think anyone's thinking of him as a heel more so what the expectation was versus the performance that they got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I think about it as a heel like I don't care what you have to say. I did a great job. It's just like I, I don't I could care less what you have to say. Yeah. And that's where I'm fine with it. And nobody, Blades isn't really, like, nobody likes him like that. To be like, Curtis Blades is the best ever. Like, yeah. he doesn't have 
like Kane. He doesn't have that. Well, his Gandhi. record is very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it sways. It sways. It goes up and down. Like, like inconsistent. Inconsistent. So it's oh, like no, he's pretty consistent, except for the Francis fights. Think about it. He's only Let lost to Francis. He's only lost to Francis twice. He beat um, Dos Santos. He beat. Why am I tripping right now? Yeah. He beat everybody. He beat Alistair Overeem. Um, so he won against Volkov. And uh, Volkov. Yep. So, yeah, no. He, he's No, he, I guess you're right. He's, he's been on a pretty very much everybody. It's one. just Francis hits you. Mm-hmm. He touches you once. He sneezes on you. Yeah. You go to sleep. Right. So and, You're but, right. And then Francis is the that. first one up for a title shot. So... Curtis Blades really doesn't get to do anything because mm-hmm. he has to wait. Yeah. And then Olenek is, he was scheduled with, why am I tripping? He's already fought Olenek. He's already fought him. Who won? Uh, he won? Curtis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Curtis won. So, yeah. This was 2017. So, and then the th- fight to make would be a rematch against Overeem, I guess. But he just elbowed him into nothingness. So I I honestly don't. I know guess what to that's do with what it would be because by the time that him and Overin got done fighting, hopefully, what's his face would have it. And that I think they would. I think whoever wins DC DC or Stipe, they vacate. So that would be a perfect. I don't matchup. think Stipe vacates. I think he does. I, think I don't think he does. I think he's fed up. I think. Over it. I, I mean, he's won plenty of times. He's defended the belt more than anybody else in heavyweight. So he he's etched in history now. Mm-hmm. I don't see he doesn't seem the way he's talking. He doesn't seem very like as if he's out of love with fighting. He's very focused on like COVID right now and like helping mm-hmm. other people. But he's but nothing about him is like saying, "Oh, I really don't know if I want to fight anymore." He's like, "No, I want to fight. I just want to go help these people. I'm training. I'm willing to train. Blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's not, if he is going to retire, he's not showing the energy that he's going to retire. Okay. So I, that's what's making me believe that he's probably got two or three more fights left in him. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. I was shitting on you, Curtis. You, <laughs> you've done, you've done good. Yeah, no, he's great. It's just the heavyweight division's kind of clogged up at the moment. Yeah. And you can't really move it along until August. But we'll see what happens then, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, some other notable performances from the night were the power couple this week was Raquel Pennington and Tisha Torres, both putting on dominant performances. Uh, Jim Miller winning and coming closer to tying up with Donald Cerrone with win number 21. And uh, Bilal Muhammad coming out on top in the fight with Roosevelt Roberts. What do you guys like? What were some of your takeaways from those? Um, I vaguely remember Tisha Torres' fight. Um, I can't put my mind to remember Pennington's fight. Um, How did she win? Uh, I think it was decision. It was unanimous. She, she kind of did her thing. Oh, was that the really strong one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was very dominant. Um, Tisha Torres, 
Does she do anything special? Uh, she was just going to work. Yeah. I, I, and they both just went off. Jim Miller, though, I remember that fight. Um, that was the armbar, right? Or the yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That was a nasty fight. Um, and you know, he did it. He did very good. He had yeah. a game plan. He knew exactly what he was going to do, and he went in there and did it. Um, I'm so happy for him. This is only his second main event. Dang, his and he's fought as event. much as uh, yeah, Cerrone. That's crazy. Like Damian Maya, Donald Cerrone. Like he is up there. Hmm. He is. Two fights away from Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone's got twenty three wins. Well, I'm sure he's gonna be in more main events now because that that finish yeah, was great. I hope so. That that, that was great. my for me. That was the highlight of the thing because yeah. Jim Miller's been in the game for such a long time, mm-hmm. and for him to only be in two main events, yeah, that's where I'm like, damn, really? Shine no respect. Yeah. No respect. Shine your light, Jim. Come on the show. Come on the show. <laughs> Come on show. Um, and then lastly, uh, Muhammad and Roberts. That was a great fight. That was nothing that was... but slugs all over yeah. the place. It was crazy. Um, I pulled early um, for Muhammad, and he started wearing me in the second and third round because he got tired. But he got his energy back, and he ended up coming and getting the victory. So... Good for him, but Roberts yeah. put on a hell of a show. And yeah, he was, was trying the entire time. He yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. get shut down or anything. He uh, was just like, all right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of Muhammad now and Roberts, but Muhammad more so because, you know, he pulled off that W. And Muhammad was talking about, like, how now during COVID, like, a lot of fighters, they're usually, like, mad and, like, Man, let's fight, let's fight. But now yeah. everybody's kind of stuck at home, so yeah. they're showing a lot more of their personality. Uh-huh. And he was talking about like Darren Till's, like, yo, Darren Till's page is wild. Like, <laughs> I'm a fan of this uh, Instagram page. Darren Till's great. But True. that's where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm like, hey, you know, like at least some people, they there's different aspects to their life. Yeah. That's not just like fighting, fighting all the time. Right. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just really like that comment by him. It's just like, hey, you know, like... Look at all other- these people yeah. we got in this organization. Mm-hmm. I think Jim Miller got a bonus. I think he got performance. I think he got a performance bonus. Performance I could be... Night? I don't think he got performance of the night, but I think he got performance bonus. Submission of the night? So, I don't know, but that I'm pretty sure he got cool submission. Well, it just came out... I guess it didn't come out of nowhere, but I was expecting him to lose. There was a height difference, I think, and that's what it was like. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I had Miller... Well, I think I did have Miller. I don't remember, but he did a hell of a job, so <laughs> it is what it is. Any lasting thoughts on those guys? Uh, Muhammad, come on the show. <laughs> yeah, Miller, come on the show. Raquel, Tisha, both of you. That'd be yeah. cool. All right, so enough of last week's fight. Let's kind of switch gears and talk about what we're heading into with this week's ward, which features a main event with Dustin the Diamond Poirier going up against um, Dan the Hangman Hooker. Who do you guys see winning, and what fight do they get next? Hi, the odds for Dustin Poirier are through the roof. I think he's, at least right now, the line is like plus 300 or negative 300. So, I mean, nobody's really given Hooker any kind of a shot. I put up a, a poll on Instagram and, oh, and, only everybody, one, yeah, yeah. and only one person voted for Hooker. Let me tell you this. I did not vote on that purposefully because I also 
kind of think hookers got it. You should have voted for it. Why, did, why wouldn't you? Just because, like, I don't know, but... You didn't want to be the only one? No, I just, like, <laughs> well, I, I just like to see kind of what other people... I don't want to, like, put my influence mm-hmm. in on those things, mm-hmm. too. Well, they can't see who votes. Yeah. True, true. Um, But... I I I I voted for Dustin on the thing, but I think going either way, I think uh, Hooker has just as good of a chance to knock out Poyer than anybody else. I don't think Hooker can beat anybody in the top of that division. Really? No. Okay. His fight against Fielder then like impressed you, like but the way he fought, like it it, he was hurt and he survived. That's what I saw in that fight. And then what I saw in that Barboza fight, it just goes to show you that there's okay Barboza levels to Barboza's. levels to these things though, <laughs> and he just is not at that level. I just don't, man. Dustin's gonna put on a show. That's what I'm thinking. Hopefully, I'm wrong. That'd be cool. I'm to not see saying some, some new blood in that division. I'm not saying that he's going to beat Dustin. I think, I think people aren't. Giving him enough respect and thinking that, like people aren't being like, "Oh, he can." Yeah, no, they're kind of yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he can. I'm not saying he can't. What I'm saying is that it's just going to be a lot harder than it is going to be for Dustin Poirier. That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to see him fight again. I always enjoy watching him fight. Yeah. Um, I rewatched that Eddie Alvarez fight. Um, no, the Dustin Poirier one? Yeah, yeah Dustin yeah. Poirier versus Eddie Alvarez. That was good. Um, before Eddie Alvarez started falling off. But yeah. Well, was Poirier's fight Donald Cerrone? That was his last fight? No. Poirier's last fight was against uh, Khabib. Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, he got choked out. He, he got. Choked. I think you're thinking of Gagey and Cerrone. Yeah. I think that's who you're thinking about. No. no. Who did? Who did Cowboy fight last? Cowboy who he Connor. No, he fought somebody else since then. Oh no, uh, Pettis. That's who I. I get yeah. them confused. That's fair though. That's Pettis fair. and Poirier. That's where I'm getting them confused. Okay, my bad. Um. So. If Dustin Poirier wins, I guess I think he should call out Tony Ferguson. Um, that'd be perfect. Oh, that'd be a good. That'd fight. be good. That would give him enough time to recover because Tony's still recovering. I think whoever wins this fight needs to call out Tony. You gotta call out the baddest man in that division. Yeah. Even though Justin got it done, I still think if Tony trains for Justin. I think it's a different story. And he was training so long and so hard for Khabib. That would be a great fight for Dustin, but I don't see that being a fight that... I don't see that being a fight that Ferguson would want. I think he would want... like, Not saying that Dustin Poirier isn't a top guy because he's very much a very top guy, but as of right now, his name is not thrown in for the championship. I think the winner of the so the winner of this gets one more fight, and then so that fight so Tony really only needs the one win to get back up there. Oh yeah, well, regardless of who. So won. I think it, it it's a good stepping stone for either of them. So wh- the winner of this goes against Tony, right? The winner of that gets a title shot. 
right. Uh, uh, the other people in that division, so you got Khabib, you got Justin Gaethje, number one, you got Tony, number two. You're going to have Dustin, three. Dustin, three. Connor, four. Dan, five. Felder, six. Um, also, another thing. Connor's <laughs> retired, right? Mm-hmm. So why the fuck is he ranked? Henry Cejudo isn't fucking ranked. Yeah. That shit's vacated, right? Yeah. Dana White's like, oh, I don't talk to a retired fighter. Uh, The motherfucker's still ranked. Yeah. This is why, this is why, like, casual fans, they don't see this side of it. We see it, and it's frustrating. Yeah. Because it's just like, if he is retired, Uh why is he still ranked? Exactly. Why do we have him there? Yeah. Move it along. That division's always so crazy. Yeah. To have him there after he beat Cerrone at 170, not 150, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Right. Um, that just... Juan, you just made me so mad. <laughs> we hit you the know, nerve. I'm sorry, dog. Grinding my gears. Grinding my gears. You know what? Grinding my gears. For, for real, though. Yeah. Henry vacated. He he retired one week. Next week, he was completely off of the rankings. Yep. connor has been retired for two weeks now, right? And he's still number four. Yeah. Like, Whether you're a champion or not, you're going to be off the... Or if you're fighting or not. just Exactly. But no, you gotta appease the money machine, I guess. Yeah. If Connor wants to come back, he needs to, like, they, they want to be prepared. Connor owns UFC, not Dana White or any of the other. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, man. Mm-hmm. I just. This is what I don't like about Connor. It's just like, at one part, it brings in all the casuals, which is good for the sport, it grows the sport, everything else. On the other hand, dude, it's just like, man, they just drop everything and just like, what do you need me to do? Me they stuff? ride the dick of Conor McGregor. Real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the winner of that gets Conor McGregor. <laughs> That's the ranked number that. four fighter. I don't know who Conor McGregor wants. It's just. Yeah, I think, he wouldn't come back for that fight. I think he would. I think he comes back for... I think he just wants a championship fight. I think he wants yeah. nothing but championship yeah, fights, like, and that's no. it. That's it. You got manhandled and choked out last time. Mm. And then what? You you shoulder punch Cerrone, and then that's it? At 170, you're going to get a title shot at 150? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, 155. My bad. My mm. bad. Everybody who's listening in their <laughs> panties in a bunch. 155. But yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Khabib's ultimately in control uh, if he ever fights Conor McGregor again, so I doubt that they're gonna fight. Oh, another thing about <laughs> Conor McGregor. Sorry, I, I'm the guy that's like hating on him, but he, I keep on talking about him. Go on. He said that Khabib's father going through COVID is fake. Mm. That it was just an excuse and a reason for him to duck fights. And to not be as active. Conor McGregor punches old men. I don't understand. Yeah, that's like, where I'm like. His mindset is already not there. Anything yeah, he says. He thinks that like anything a normal person would do would be the way he would do something. So that's of course his response, I feel. It's just ridiculous. It's just like, dude, why are you? Shut up. Yeah. Shut, shut the hell up. Especially like. His, his time like, is pretty much passed. Yeah. His, yeah. So I don't know. He's done great for his sport, but, like, he's a douche. <laughs> yeah, now. Which is crazy. But, yeah. Punching old man. All right. Um. So, this week's co-main event, 
Um, definitely has some sizzle as well. Mike Perry against Mickey Gall. With Mike Perry saying that the only person in his corner is going to be his girlfriend. With that being said, who do you guys see winning this one? And also, what factor do you think his girlfriend will play in the corner? Um, it would be hilarious if Mike Perry won, but because he's being very, I guess, unorthodox with how he's going about this, I think he's going to lose just because his girlfriend's going to give him, like, emotional support. Yeah, but, like... Go, baby. You're doing great. <laughs> and, <Fight> like... better. <laughs> and, like, I, I understand. I guess he's trying to be cute for her, like, make her feel special and stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what his... What that's even all about. Yeah, I briefly watched one of his interviews, but, like... Because is this the first time he's done this? Or yeah. he kind of, like, talks about... Like, they have a very, like, public situation so so mike mike perry was married and then him and his wife got estranged whatever i don't know what happened they're and they, still together they're still married technically married yeah but then he starts dating this girl and uh, i think he's just really about her i i still have mike perry winning i mean if you he fought vicente luque and luque I think might have lost that fight. No, Luke did not lose that fight. No. Dude, I'm telling you. No. Just look at it. Rewatch it. Rewatch it without any bias. Luke. I'm telling you. No. So, okay, but even then. So he went toe-to-toe with Vicente Luke. Okay, yeah. And look what Luke did to Price. Just by MMA math standards. Okay. Mickey Gall has gone against CM Punk. and Okay, CM Punk. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's the competition yeah, yeah. that he's gone against where Mike Perry has gone all rounds with Vicente Luque. So that's where the difference in competition is there. Even though he's going to have his girlfriend in the corner, which is crazy, I guess. Like, honestly, whenever we saw Greg Hardy fight, the corner didn't say shit. So if, the, if she's going to be even a little bit better, then boom, that's a bonus, really. Because if... Look at what Corners did to Anthony Smith. They kept on saying, throw, 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 throw. And he ended up getting tired out. And that's another thing that he mentioned in the interview before. It's just like, um, they, it was him against another fighter. And they were both like, you know, fanning, trying to get each other to like go. And his corner's like, go, like fucking punch. And it's just like, no, that's not how it works. You can't just tell me to do something and it's going to work. That's definitely an ode to your team then, I feel like. Like... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but he also doesn't train with a specific. Yeah, not like, everybody has camp. Justin Gaethje's team yeah. and cornermen. Uh-huh. But like, why wouldn't you at that point? Uh, if you're paying that all is that money true. for a team, why not have like a team you can trust and who knows what they're really talking about? No. I think that's that's an issue in its own Just, right. Yeah, but I mean, it, it it seems bizarre and it seems crazy, but in retrospect. Like, I mean, I can kind of back it. If somebody's being, like, completely straight with you, like, say, if I'm, like, you're, like, hey, I've been wanting to be in a boxing match, or, like, whenever we're playing UFC, I'm just, like, hey, you do this a little bit different, maybe switch it up. I don't tell you a whole lot. I don't know a whole lot, but I can tell you, like, check a leg kick. Maybe don't fucking lean forward whenever you're throwing this punch because you're susceptible to that. If she's just, like, hey, so he does this whenever he's like, goes in or something. 
I don't find that out of the realm of possibility that she could be like, yeah, no, maybe do this or maybe do that or maybe change it up a little bit. I think your strongest argument is that Mickey Gall's opponent was CM Punk. <laughs> and yeah. that's a, I think the level of competition, I think that you're correct in that. But um, I just don't see a whole lot of good coming. I'm assuming if he's having, if he has no one in his corner, he's not training with anybody. That's what I'm assuming. I think he goes around so, to gyms, like different gyms, and just like uh, trains with people, but not a specific game plan. All right, he he might win this fight, but he's not gonna be top dog. Maybe he's with just this like, kind of situation. Maybe he's on. okay with maybe that. Maybe he's though. just relying on the no crowd and like listening to the commentators. That's yeah. fair. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. thing I was gonna mention too. Uh-huh. If it was me, and I'm like, hey, you know what? You want to come watch me fight? I'm DC can coach me. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like I'll just keep an ear out for DC to tell me stuff, exactly. and I won't even have to worry about you. Well, that's what happened with Greg Hardy. He was like, I mean, I heard DC tell it, and he said, so I did that. Like, yeah. more than his silent corner. Yeah. So that's where, I mean, <laughs> having a girlfriend in your corner just to have her there and nobody else. That's dangerous. It's that's it's It's not smart. No. Dangerous. But... That doesn't sound like the healthiest relationship. Would he have to go to that extent, maybe, too? It's like her being toxic. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't trust you. Are you really going to be fighting? Yeah. Are you really? Uh-huh. Or like him being like, uh, I don't want you talking to the other guy. I don't know. Something, something crazy. sounds yeah. a little unhealthy there. <laughs> if that know. is the sole reason of this. But. I don't know. That, that relationship's... <laughs> It's already Man. that whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like she's in high school. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Moving on. As part from those two fights that we had just kind of mentioned, um, there's some other big things going on in the UFC. Kamaru Usman, who is the current welterweight champ, has moved camps in preparation for his fight against former teammate Gilbert Burns with him apparently teaming up with Justin Gaethje and Trevor Whitman at the team Elevation. Um, With this new info coming out, do you guys anticipate an even better version of the Nigerian Nightmare? I think so. Really? I think we find... I think, I think we look at a even more efficient Kamara Usman. If there was was ever a better version of it, I think we start seeing him kind of explore a little bit more of his striking because his wrestling is already there. And Justin Gaethje is a great defensive wrestler. So that's the perfect kind of, you know, in the middle, like, all right, just let me go try to take you down and you just stop me. Mm -hmm. And then from there, Trevor Whitman's so great with just like, Whenever he was coaching Justin during that fight, like that's like the one example that's where the like example I just used yeah. was like Justin Gaethje's got that corner and like he trusts him because they really open up every single mm-hmm. possibility for each fighter. And Trevor Whitman's so good with his fighters; yes. you can tell that he develops relationships real quick. He only takes on so many fighters, yes, yeah. training and everything too. So yeah, I think it's gonna be really good for. Especially, um, you know, because they were in a team together. I forgot what team they were together with. But, I mean, I can I don't know if he's going to stay at Team Elevation or go back or whatever after this fight. But I, I find, I don't see any negative here. Mm-hmm. I don't see if 
Especially if Usman keeps going on this path where he's training with these strikers that's like Justin Gaethje. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a very dominant champion for a very yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tyron, Tyron Woodley's out of it for for a while just mm-hmm. based off mm-hmm. his mindset. Yeah. yeah, he's not in it. So, and then the Colby Covington, he might get back in there, but I doubt it. He's, yeah, he's looking like he's going, also going on a downhill. Um, the only other one is Jorge Masvidal, and he's uh, not going to be Steven Stompton's in there, but I don't mm-hmm. see him getting – I don't see Steven being Usman. Oh, yeah. So, no. for sure, for sure, I think Usman is going to be a dominating champion, and this only benefits him. Yeah. But also look at Justin Gaethje because he offered – $500 to the person who can drop him with a body shot. And that's what it was, that's part of what Uzman yeah. was there for. So, like, how monstrous of a man do you got to be to be like, hey, I'll pay you $500. I will give you my money and you also have to give me pain. Yeah. Like, that is like, that's essentially what Justin Gaethje He's said. Crazy. Yeah, so, it's just like insane. And yeah. Uzman around him, I mean, you are the people that you're around. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It's crazy. Is that weird? Like, do you think there's any beef between Burns now that they're no longer I think, teammates? No, I think they're they're like, like cordial. It, it's, for each other. Yeah, because um, it's work. Yeah, because yeah. Usman was like, mm-hmm. he defended him whenever mm-hmm. Nate was not really calling him out. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was just, he was saying like, yo, this man is undefeated. He yeah. beat you. He beat this. He did that to these people. He deserves it. Why would I, just because he's my teammate, I'm not going to deny him that opportunity. Right. He's trying to get this strap as well. He's hungry for it. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm going to give him my all against whoever. Yeah. So I think they were both, they're both really respectful. I mean, even Gil, uh, Gilbert Burns this week uh, with the interview, um, he was saying that I, I would love to choke him out. I would love to knock him out. Yeah. I know that he's good though. Yeah. I don't anticipate me knocking him out or choking him out. Yeah. I think it's going to be a war. Right. And he's not even saying, like, I'm going to win it. It's just like, I don't know, but we're both going to give it our all. And we we know each other like that. Mm-hmm. We spar with each other. We're training partners. So it's that level of intimacy where, you know, the word intimacy, you think like, oh, yeah, I've seen you make it. It's like, no, like, you, if you train with somebody, you know their perks, okay. especially how much time they've spent with each other. Yeah. You know how he steps. You know what he does when he's tired. You know okay. what he does whenever he's trying to throw hard. Yeah. You know, he knows your tells. He knows what you're thinking. He knows where you're going to go. So mm-hmm. I find that fight is going to be amazing. Yeah. I think out of all three of the championship fights that are going to happen, mm-hmm. that's the one that I'm most looking forward to just because it's going to be that kind of a mind game level. Sure. It's not just going to be like, I'm just going to outpunch you. It's like, nah. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. But yeah, I think they're cool. It's just, you know, business is business. And How funny, too, like, that in this field, like, your professionalism, you're still talking about, like, choking somebody out. <laughs> so, That's like, great. what other, like, we're keeping it professional. I'm going to kill him. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, I want to. <laughs> mutual respect, totally profesh. But you're getting murder. your face punched in. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what's going on. I want uh-huh. you to like fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and not <laughs> wake up. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That, that's great though. <laughs> that's a great profession. Be able to say that. Uh-huh. And it's okay because that's part of your job. Totally professional. Yeah. So. Uh, lastly, we do have a confirmation from the man himself, 
Daniel Cornier says that his UFC 252 fight with current heavyweight champ Stipe Miocic is going to take place at the UFC Apex and will be in the 25-foot octagon. How do you guys see this going down? And do you think the different octagon will play a factor in how the fight goes? I think Stipe is smart, and I think he'll figure out a way to... Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Transition to like reevaluate how he's going to go about the fight. Because it took him four, four rounds in his last fight with DC to figure out, oh, you know what? Body shots. Yeah. And then that like completely disabled DC. Yeah. And I mean, that took him a while, but he has a while until this fight. So I think it's going to give him enough time to prepare. He now realizes how strong DC is, how well his striking is, he how well. Realizes. DC knocked him the fuck out. He should have done realize how strong DC is. He, he didn't. He got knocked out in the first round. Yeah. He was dominated for four rounds. He landed two body shots. That one in the fight. Two? It was like He two. landed eleven. It was like no two body shots, but then but then when DC fell on the ground, it was then he was hitting him in the head. He wasn't going he wasn't holding DC's Dude. body up and hitting him in the body. Yeah, he was. Man, oh, I, wait. I bought that fight. We can rewatch that. I think fight. he threw his hips into DC, but he was hitting DC's head. Yeah, at the end. Dude, I'm telling you, he he hit him with like eleven. Like, yeah, eleven. Minutes. I would say no more than five. I'm willing to bet no more than five. Oh. How much you want to bet? Oh. Another five dollars. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, sounds good. So Juan owes me five dollars. Also, even though I'm a Daniel Cormier guy, I think he's still gonna like he's gonna put in work this mm -hmm. time around. Like he is not gonna leave it up to chance. He's not gonna play with his food. Like, see? yeah, I think last time he was playing with the food, he was having too much fun. And then whenever his corner was like, hey, he's landing the body shots, watch out for the body shots. He was just like, nah, I got Stipe's number no matter what. And that's when it kind of went the other way. I think the DC that comes out is going to be like, this is for sure my last Too fight. I am busy. done. I was going to say, yeah, like right he's probably away. Like really going to make it count yeah. because he knows. This is probably his last fight. Mm -hmm. And then, remind me, the octagon, like a standard octagon is normally 30 feet? So, 30 feet wide. Right. So, so the square the, footage do is... Do you think it'll be... So... How do you think that'll um, play? They did... these are some big boys, too. Yeah, they did the big math. Boy, and, big boy fights. Um, the knockdown average goes up 20%. Yeah. Between the bigger octagon to the smaller one. Also, the traveling distance is a lot less. Yeah. And takedowns are a lot more prevalent. Yeah. And finishes are a lot more prevalent. And then you're putting the biggest guys in there. Yeah. Like, I mean, even the the Volkov versus um, Curtis Blades fight, that's where Volkov didn't really have any room to move. Right. Yeah. Because they're so big. Yeah. So Volkov could have done something. He, he could have definitely I was, done I something. I was in there, so I guess I can't really say it. <laughs> I but, mean, I don't know enough to be like, if I was in this position, what would I do? Yeah. But I feel like you fight for such a long time, mm -hmm. you kind of see yourself in that scenario, especially with a striker. I mean, not a striker, a wrestler. Yeah. He's going to be on top of you. What are you going to do? My homie was tired. All right, I'm yeah. just done shitting on But <laughs> <laughs> that's besides the point. I yeah. think Stipe is going to get this in the bag, but I'm hoping DC is going to get it in the bag. I think. I want to see DC. I want to see DC go out win. on top. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, for sure. And I think Stipe's still going to fight longer than... This is DC's last one. I think Stipe has two or three more left in him. Um, mm-hmm. So, if he did lose this... All right, so DC won. Yeah. That would put uh, Francis Nugano versus... Would he just go ahead and get the championship? Or would he have to fight for the vacant belt? No, he has to fight for the vacant belt. So, he would put... Put some up against uh, uh, Francis. Uh, Who? Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades against uh, Francis. Yeah, I know they already fought, but twice. Yeah, Francis knocked him out twice. Yeah, but who's on a win streak and who? Who is Francis gonna fight for the belt? All right then. I you guess got, you got Curtis Blades knocked him out twice. Alistair Overeem knocked him out. Nasty, <laughs> nasty knockout. Overeem doesn't want that fight again. You got Dos Santos there, knockout. Curtis Blaze is gonna take that. I don't. I don't know who else they're gonna. I don't know either, but I, I... unless Kane Velasquez came back, I'd be I'd be down for that. But hey, Francis knocked out Kane. No, I don't care. I mean, yeah, that was very disappointing. I could... That was very disappointing. I waited. I waited, <laughs> Kane. It was like one. In I morning. saw you in California. You lost to Dos Santos in California. And then I was just like, oh, Kane's going to Mexico. Oh, guess who loses in Mexico, Kane? Damn. Damn. <laughs> Don't listen to him. We love him. I wish we had video of that whole <laughs> discussion just right there that I'm you had saying, with Kane. Kane, come on the show. I got you. I got some, my heart. I got to say something. See, I got to figure this out. Oh. This inner turmoil is really, really. Messing me up. Starting to but yeah, surface. I got DC in that fight. I think the cage will, the cage being smaller, I think is going to benefit him a lot more. Stipe is extremely intelligent though, so we'll see. We'll see what versions of what come out. Because Stipe has been nothing but like, yo, my eye, yo, I can't train, yo, this, yo, that. I mean, he's definitely been a and, bitch. One hundred. I, I don't <laughs> think he's been a bitch. Like, oh my god. <laughs> but you know. He could have fought DC a lot sooner than what he's had. True. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> so, I, who knows what mindset Stipe is going into it. DC's like game and he's like down. So, yeah. I'm really excited for his performance. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I got the cage working out in favor of DC. And I think DC will come out winning. I think a lot of people are coming out with DC being on top. Yeah. But it's, the betting line, I think, is like dead even though. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. They're like... DC's maybe a hundred plus. Sipa is a hundred minus, but it switches every other week. So yeah. who who knows? And they're one and one, so that's kind of a trilogy, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and that's a wrap for this week, guys. Thank you for joining the best damn MMA podcast in the world ever. Ever. As always, it's been a pleasure telling you the exact opposite of what you should bet on. As always, from El Chapo. The Assassin. And Andy Romero. Thank you for joining us and talk to you next time. You're fake, dog. Yeah, that was loud. Okay, Papi Andy, whatever. El Papi.